Okay, so not only massive AFLW weekend with the preliminary finals, there's also, Bryce, a massive weekend of cricket for the WBBL. Now, Indeed. we did speak earlier on in the program to Annabelle Sutherland, one of the stars of Australian cricket. We're now going to talk to one of the star coaches of the WBBL, Simon Helmet, who's had a bit of a rough year with the Renegades this year, but uh, hopefully he can finish the season really well with uh, a big win over the stars at the MCG. Helmo, welcome to Sports Day. Uh, welcome, guys. Certainly don't feel like a star coach at the moment, but uh, yeah, thanks for the nice introduction, buddy. <laughs> so what's what's it like playing at the MCG for these girls? You've done it a number of times as a coach uh, for Victoria, but also uh, the, the BBL team with the Renegades, but also, again, around the world playing in these massive stadiums. What, what's it like? What's the message you're going to give the girls ahead of tomorrow night's big game? Oh, look! I think it's just a great opportunity uh, for them to play on one of the you know the best stages in cricket. You know, there's so much history. And I was actually speaking to uh, oh, she's injured at the moment. You know, a previous captain Sophie Molyneux. You know, she hasn't been on that ground or played in that ground since that World Cup. Wow. Uh, since she was you know dancing in the uh, was it the Katy Perry concert? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she hasn't played there for a long time. Neither would a Georgia Wareham. Uh, I suppose Jeff Duff, Jeff Jess Duffin would have played probably the most games at the MCG. So I think the girls are really excited uh, to be playing um, at the MCG. They love the junction, the city power, but to play in such a you know su- such a, a fantastic venue and obviously it's a massive game against our cross town rivals. So the messaging uh, won't be too much about the venue. It will be about the conditions. Uh, about that it can be a bit swirly and windy when the ball goes high in the air. Uh, the wicket's usually pretty true. We know if you aim for the side screen there, you can certainly score a heap of runs. So we'll, we'll concentrate more on the uh, conditions rather than just the venue itself. How do you go about it? Uh, I guess give us a quick summation of your your season. The Renegades currently uh, on the bottom of the table. They're two and eleven, and I look at the list and go. Gee, there's some power batting there. Um, there's some terrific names, international cricket names. Uh, just give us a, a quick rundown of, of how the season is to this point. Yeah, Bryce, it's it's a difficult one to uh, to really put it one you know one or two points to it. But uh, in brief, uh, I think uh, in or well, with our top order, we've only made 150 uh, through 13 matches. Uh, we've only made three half centuries throughout the tournament. Um, secondly, our, our our power play wicket-taking ability has been uh, quite low. When we lost uh, Taylor Valemic and Sophie Molyneux, obviously power play bowlers and surge bowlers, uh, we lost some wicket-taking prowess there. So certainly not excuses, but we we haven't been able to manage to, to cover them adequ- adequately. We knew going into the draft we wanted to get some uh, expertise in the batting. Uh, quite clearly, our overseas batters haven't had the seasons they've wanted. Matthews and Beaumont and Humphrey Core have shown glimpses, but... Uh, you know, by their particular standards, you know, they certainly wouldn't be satisfied in their in their output, and and then it goes to our, our domestic talent, and that, and that's something we're going to have to look at um, in the future. Our domestic talent um, uh, just hasn't hasn't quite you know made enough runs for us, or even taken enough wickets. So that's something we're going to have to look at, you know, in our off season. We look at trying to to revamp our list. So they're probably just a couple of points, um, Bryce, but probably on the positive, it's been great to see Georgia Wareham play a full season and, and being nice and healthy, taking wickets and, and also making a lot more runs. She's been batting at, at, at five or six for us, which is terrific. Uh, and and you would have seen our young pace bowler, 16-year-old Sarah Kennedy uh, from Skipton Regional Victoria. You know, she bowls nice and fast. Uh, she's learning the game and yet she's played, you know, she's played, 
you know, eight or nine games. Uh, you know, got wickets like Ash Gardner and people like that. So uh, we've had some highlights. And, and probably the last one for me was a player who came from South Australia, Emma Dubrow. Uh, she had a fantastic uh, uh, hit against the Heat a couple of games ago, which she won, making a good 40 at the top. But she had a different role yesterday. She batted at seven and, and, and also made 40 down there. So, look, we've, we've got some glimpses of players who I think we're there for the future and players that we know that we're going to rely upon with those players I mentioned earlier who'll come back from injury. That, that they're, they're the sort of things that we're reflecting on looking at now, Bryce. Uh, is there a team in the competition that you just go, wow, they're the stand, standout uh, performers and um, they've got all bases covered? I think I think Perth and and uh, Perth Scorchers and the Adelaide Strikers seem to have a, a real method in how they go about it. They've got some really good uh, depth in in domestic talent. Uh, they've got a great balance of pace and spin, and they have some genuine match winners in in Woolvart and Mac for the Strikers, and obviously uh, Beth Mooney and and Sophie Devine is so devastating uh, with you know with the bat. So and a great leader too. So I think they're the two standout teams. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if one of those two teams are in the plus. But, you know, both times when we played those teams, we had we beat the Strikers <laughs> in our second match yeah. and, uh, and and we'll probably a catch at deep backward square to Beth Mooney away from winning that match as well against the, the Scorchers. So everyone's been beatable on the day. The competition, I will say, Bryce, is, is unbelievable. Uh, the improvement uh, and the intensity and the pace of the game uh, has certainly improved dramatically. And I think that comes down to two things. One, uh, girls uh, are just improving immensely, uh, both from a skill point of view. Fielding has just been incredible. Uh, but also, and as we're talking about today, uh, you know, playing at the at the MCG tomorrow, playing on on all the, the major venues certainly helps with, you know, scoring runs uh, and, and, and quality cricket. And so playing at... at um, uh, games at the MCG uh, is certainly only going to benefit, uh, you know, the girls and in, in, in they're developing their skills, in, you know, in, in, at big grounds. We're talking to Simon Helmet, the Melbourne Renegades WBBL coach. Simon, I'm interested. You were talking before about the the star players haven't quite delivered as as much as you would have liked, and this is more a general question, not just about the Renegades, but also when you're coaching around the world. When that when the franchise player or the ones that are getting the, the big money to play don't fire, how do you coach them? How do you get I'll, confidence into them? How how do they respond when they they know they're not delivering on on, on the I guess the the hope and the ambitions of, of the actual franchise? I'd love to know what what goes on behind the scenes. Oh, look, there's many conversations and, and, and the girls are devastated. The Melbourne Renegades girls are devastated on behalf of their fans, on behalf of their families and friends and, and for the club. The club is, is, is an amazing club. It's a fantastic club to, to work at and the, and the girls love playing for the Renegades. So I suppose right now, Whitey, and I'm probably a bit more general here, uh, is uh, there's, a, there's a tremendous amount of disappointment within our camp at the moment. There's no fractures. There's no problems. <laughs> we're actually quite a happy team and a very well-connected team, but we're terribly disappointed. And for some people, uh, they respond in different ways. Uh, some feel just disappointed. Some, you know, like myself, feel terribly guilty on behalf of, you know, all the hard workers. We've got people working behind the scenes, the loyal fans that come and support us and watch us. But to answer your question, uh, for, for Tammy and for Haman Preet and for Haley. You know, three just terrific, you know, people. Uh, and, you know, I've had great success over the years. For all three of them, it's a different conversation. For some of them, it's about, uh, you know, con- keep, con- continuing to encourage uh, and, and keep, uh, you know, backing and, and, and giving confidence. 
Uh, sometimes it's actually hitting a whole stack of balls, okay, uh, or just having some strategic conversations. So we've probably tried most methods. Um, obviously, up to date, it just hasn't worked um, as simply. We haven't clicked together. We've had some individual brilliance and some cameos, but certainly not enough that's going to win you a competition. So over the journey of you as, as coach around the world, have you ever had to have you know, the real hard conversations with the, the marquee player? Or because they are so experienced and so good, you kind of, you don't need to tell them what they probably already know. Uh, yeah, true. But it, we're, it, we're all vulnerable at different times, whether in the twilight of our career or whether we're experienced or even new. Um, sometimes what you don't know doesn't hurt you. As a Bryce, when you're a youngster, you, you haven't got as much scar tissue. Whereas <laughs> when, you, when, when the expectation is on you that you are to perform and you're not, I think there's a, there, there is a tremendous sense of responsibility. So we've, pro- we've probably tried as a coaching group, tried to relieve that stress and that pressure and tried to manoeuvre the, the chessboard in such a way that the players feel comfortable and hopefully can go out and perform to the best of their ability. So, uh, look, I remember when I, after when I finished with the Renegades men a few years ago and went down to the Hurricanes and Damien Wright and I had to drop Kuma Sankakara. That's right. You reckon that wasn't a hard conversation? That's I mean, right. When you say, when you, when you talk about a legend of the game who just just wasn't working and uh, we actually had to leave him out of the side. So um, I don't think, I think if you forget about, I suppose, the history for the moment and the reputation, it's all about what the team needs at the time. And that's what we've tried to do. And, you know, our win-loss ratio is obviously horrendous this year. But for every time we've gone into selected team prepared for a match, it's all about what does the team require and if that means that a certain player, whether overseas or, or domestic, etc., young or old, um, they, they just need to try and play the team role as best they can. It's not easy. There's been some, uh, there's been some robust discussion, uh, Whitey. Uh, there's been some very frank uh, conversations. And I will say this too. It's a testament to the, to the girls in the team is that when we have had those very strong, honest um, discussions, uh, their response and their willingness to, to, to be open and, and obviously try their very best and put the team first, I, I can't question that. So I've, this is a question for both of you, and I'll go to you, Bryce, first. From what you've seen from the tournament, um, Helmo's sort of given us a bit of an insight into where things have improved. Have you seen any themes through the tournament that you've gone, oh, okay, I wasn't expecting that, or something that's really sort of jumping out at you as, as a real highlight of the tournament to this point? I, I think the power that the, the mm. girl, girls are playing with, the power hitting now is different. It's another level, and so that puts bowlers under pressure. And but what we've seen is incredible skill development as well. So bowling skill, I think particularly with spin bowling, they actually spin it really hard now. So we get we're seeing drift and drop and things like that. You know, Alana King is showing that she's an Australian player. I get it. Um, Georgia Wareham, right under your nose, Helmo is the same thing. So they're the exciting parts of that. I, I, I'm seeing it, it, it's just a more powerful game and. Um, the fielding, I think, is more dynamic. I think the girls are running harder. They're throwing better. It's a bit like the Australians in the World Cup where they stepped up a level. You're seeing that right across the board. Every team's got four or five of those that are just dynamic in the field. So I think right at the very start, Helmo, you, you flagged that. You, you said it's just getting better and better, and it's such a watchable game now. And it it's nearly like us mere mortals who just play club cricket can sort of say, yeah, that, that's kind of our standard. That, 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 that's probably in excess. We would be really challenged with, with what we see there. Is that a fair summation, um, what I'm seeing, Helmer? 
I think you've nailed it, Bryce. I mean, the ground wasn't big enough yesterday for Lizelle Lee. It's um, amazing. She was hitting She was hitting the ball out of the ground. Don't worry about the 60-metre circle. And you never know, that might be something that adjusts and changes as time goes on. I feel for your bowling group. I think the spinners have continued to grow and improve, Bryce. I reckon there's still greater capacity for for development of pace and and execution of Yorker yep. uh, for the pace bowlers. I reckon that's the next step now for for WBBL cricket. How do we improve our pace bowling groups and 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 how do they even get more skillful? But watching yesterday, so I talked about Lazelle Lee and then Shadman Ismail bowling a bouncer to Georgia Press, which he went up yesterday to pinch hit, just misses the brim of her helmet. It was just unbelievable competitive cricket. Uh, and, and and you're absolutely right with the spin bowlers. The spin bowlers are, are eating them up at the moment. Um, they're, they're so skillful. They're so intelligent. And I think teams are very, very good strategically. Uh, I think there's a lot of back-of-house work going on on where you place fielders for certain players in certain opposition, in certain conditions. So I think exponentially the whole competition has continued to improve. Like I said, I think that we're seeing uh, Illingworth from from the stars, a really exciting slingy bowl. We know how fast slingy bowls can be. She's quite short, but tell you what, can she bowl a quick ball? And be, and Sarah Kennedy, only 16 years of age, she, she's still her body's still growing into bowling. So I think that's Bryce going to be the next step um, in WBBL cricket and, and world's women's cricket is that, is that improvement of and, and even more pace. We've got to leave it there, Simon. Thanks very much for joining us and, and the honesty of the chat. Good luck tomorrow night. I hope it all goes. Uh, goes really well and you can at least finish the season uh, brightly on the big stage of the MCG. We'd certainly love to, guys. Thanks for the chat. Look forward to seeing you both again soon. Absolutely. Simon Helmet joining us there, the Melbourne Renegades WBBL coach.